another episode of Power 71. I am your host, Matt Lasser. So the problem with this week is on Data Golf, because it was an international tournament, was that there are no, like, stats that we normally see, right? Like, the strokes gained for everything that we normally go off of. So this is kind of going to be hard to, like, judge all that kind of stuff that we normally do. But this morning, when you're listening to this, tomorrow for me recording this, there is a huge, finally, this is probably the most packed field we've had in this new season since the Tour Championship, and Rory McIlroy has a chance to overtake Scotty Scheffler as world number one. This is the first time Scotty's dealt with losing that spot. So we're going to preview that first before we do anything, before we go into the Zozo. Just because this is such a big tournament, it is in South Carolina, and we'll do what we always do. Start the power rankings, and you'll see how this is finally a packed field for the first time this season. You got Emiliano Grillo, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Sam Burns, Sanjay M, Sahith Gala, Keegan Bradley coming off the win last week in the Zozo. Jordan Spieth, Max Homa, Tom Kim, Shane Lowry, Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, and Rory McIlroy. And the description is he was so worn out and beat up after winning its third FedEx Cup that he's gone tied second, tied fourth on TV World Tour. We don't really follow the DP World Tour all that much. The European Tour, I guess Rory's been playing out there. I guess he's played three events so far and gone back home to Northern Ireland, or he's been playing on there since then. And he's had all top 10 finishes. So, I mean, you got to take him as a pick, right? You don't really have a choice there, but I, I, I just don't know. It's just hard because obviously we haven't seen these players play since maybe the President's Cup if they're American. I, I do like Tom Kim, though. Tom Kim went tied for 25th of the Zozo, so it's kind of inconsistent. So maybe not Tom Kim. Obviously, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas coming off a very good President's Cup matches and all that kind of stuff, but I don't really think that goes into as much as a tournament like this. I don't think you can really judge how they're going to play off that this week. If anything, I like Roy, and I don't know. Let's see. What, what course is this at? How is this course? The CJ Cup. It's at Conagree Golf Club in Jasper County, South Carolina. Ridgeland, South Carolina is the town. I mean, it looks like what I think a South Carolina course would look like. Kind of like a swamp kind of thing where you'll see like sand and of like native areas is what it looks like looking at pictures here. I'm just going to say Rory. I'll go with Rory because um, he's obviously been on a tear on the FedEx Cup. I guess that's it. But this course looks like it'll be interesting. The PGA's Tour's first and only prior stop at this week's host course was for the Palmetto Championship at Congregee in June of 2021. So they haven't been at this course in a while. Clearly everyone likes the course or else they wouldn't be playing in this. Again, it's hard to hard to tell. It's it's kind of too early. Let's see. Can Rory retake number one? Personally, I don't want him to. I like Scotty, but Rory's been on a tear recently. Speaking of world golf rankings, when are they going to let live in the world golf rankings is the next question that we're all asking, we're all waiting for. I hope soon. I think they deserve to. I mean, Brooks Kepka did win this week out in Saudi Arabia on the live tour and then in a few weeks next weekend not this weekend i believe is the live golf team championship for the first time so that'll be also fun to watch but yeah uh, brooks kepka finally got his first win on live he had been playing well if you recall uh, in the first few events his brother actually placed top 10 and he didn't in one of them and chase kepka is not that good i'm pretty sure the only reason live signed him was to try to uh get brooks on board now i didn't say this before but a few weeks not a few weeks ago at the beginning like in august not in the beginning of august but like end of august uh week zero of the college football season uh, Brooks was in Tallahassee. I actually got to interview him because he was being inducted into the FSU Hall of Fame. I didn't get to interview him. I had to film the interview. My reporter is the one who actually interviewed him. But he's actually really nice. I mean, he, you, he seems like a dick in all these press conferences, but he's actually really nice. Something I didn't expect going into it, but I, we're also a bunch of Florida State students interviewing him, so he's not going to be a dick to us if he is. It's really nice. Good to see him get that win and get that $4 million. Also, something interesting as we're going over to live is 
what the CEO of Golf Saudi said in an interview with, I believe, The New Yorker that has kind of raised some eyebrows. Uh, he said that if majors stop allowing live players to play, and I don't think we've heard of anything from the Masters, uh, the PGA Championship obviously said no because PGA, the US Open let it and the British Open let it. But he basically said that I'll create my own majors, I'll create my own Masters. And an interesting take I saw on TikTok was that this is how a sport dies, right? You and me, we don't want watch a major for all the we don't watch the masters for all the money that's in it we watch the masters because it's someone's playing on the green jacket it's the masters i think when it comes to majors it's not for the money i think it's for the prestige of the major right like you want to play for the claret jug or you want to play for that u.s open trophy you want to play for the wanamaker trophy you want to play for the green jacket you don't care about all the money on the line i think a lot of players will say that for majors is in that case it's not about the money it really isn't, and I, I kind of agree to the take. That's what the take said, and I 100% agree with it. I just don't think you can go just make your own majors. All you all they would do is make the purse money more, which obviously, I mean, like, in majors compared to the PGA Tour, the purse money is more, right? Because it's a major tournament. It's one of the bigger ones. There's more money pumped into that. There's more sponsors. There's bigger TV money, all that kind of stuff. But if Liv were to make their own four majors, it's all about the money. It's all about the uh, $20 million you'll win instead of four or something like that. But that's just not... That's not as exciting. There's no history in that, right? I mean, Liv can be making their own history right now, but there's still, there's no history. Like, these majors are majors because of the history in them. Because of the caddy who won at the country club in Boston 100 years ago is what the, the U.S. Open. The hardest test in golf. Augusta National. The Masters. Like, it's not. It's not because of the money. It is because of the prestige of the event. So, yeah, I mean, that's my take on that. I just don't think something like that will happen. I think the majors will let them still play. And they realize that we watch the majors see the best against the best. And this is our, I guess it's our Super Bowl. If you think of, like, when the AFL and the NFL, they combined, or the, before they were combined, it was the Super Bowl was the AFL versus the NFL. And then they combined, obviously, it became the NFC and the AFC. And that is our Super Bowl, or the majors, because we get to see Liv in the PGA Tour. Maybe one day, if they start to get along, we'll get a new Ryder Cup where it's PGA Tour versus Liv, which would get so intense and be so much fun. But again, we'll see, like, that would be something fun, actually. A PGA Tour versus Liv Ryder Cup style event. Imagine how much, number one, how much money that would make for both parties, PGA Tour and Liv. You don't have to pay out players, because I don't think the Ryder Cup and President's Cup pay out for team events i think that would be great wow that just imagine the intensity in something like that in a match like that it would go insane just the rating oh, i think that take notes pga tour and live i just gave you your best idea if you can get along just for this come on let's do a head-to-head -head match let's do it if you want tv deals live that's how you get them if you do something like that and you got to show off obviously if you win you'll get it more or you'll probably get another tv deal you'll get something that would be sick that would be something i really that's the best idea i think i've ever thought of yeah so now back to the zozo which we didn't really talk about again there's no real stats there's not a lot to talk about and i obviously didn't watch it because it was in japan um i watched a little bit of it when it was like when it turned on at 11 when i was still up but i ended up falling. like i didn't actually watch it's just something that i, I couldn't watch right it's in japan it's such a different time change it's just hard to watch but keegan bradley ended up coming back or coming and winning at 15 under some we haven't seen win in a long time uh which is great to see and also some we haven't seen win in a long time and it was towards the top of the leaderboard 
Ricky Fowler. He was actually leading. My my takeaway from this tournament was that Ricky Fowler could be back. He was leading through 54 holes, uh, shot even, ended at 14 under. So really, uh, Bradley caught him. He, and again, uh, Ricky only was down. He finished at 14. He only lost by a stroke on the tournament. But for him, that's huge to finally be back up there. Now, again, he did this last year. If you remember, he went over to these to these PGA Tour events that were in Asia, and he was killing it. He was in top 10. I think he had a top second in the then CJ Cup. It wasn't South Carolina then. It was in Japan or something like that. It might have been the Zozo last year. I thought it was a CJ event, if I remember correctly. But he got set, tied second or tied third in that, too. So that's where it kind of iffy on him being back is because he did the same thing last year. But at the same time, it's just good to see him up there. It's, I hope we get to see more of this. Just imagine if Ricky Fowler was actually back. If he was actually back, that's so great for the game. You got, I mean, you got young kids like Tom Kim coming up. You got Scotty Scheffler, who's still pretty new on tour. People forget that. Well, he's not pretty new on tour, but he's to winning, he's still pretty new. He didn't really win anything till last year, and then he won like five events, six events in the one year, but couldn't win the, in the tour championship. Still won player of the year. Uh, got the little bonus money for that. But yeah, I mean, sorry for the short stuff today. I talk too fast. It's something I need to work on. I also need to get a guest on here just to make it better and make it longer because, you know, we've been very short as of late, and it's kind of hard to fill up with golf and going on not much right now, right? As we get closer to April, there'll be a lot. But again, the CJ Cup this week is going to be fun to watch. It's the best field we've had uh, since the tour championship. And it's going to be competitive. I hope it's not a blowout through anyone, but it's going to be exciting. And Roy McIlroy has a chance to get back to world number one for the first time in a while. So, yeah, I mean, that's all I got for you guys today. Hope you have a good one. Watch the CJ Cup if you can. See you next week.